Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, having a great time on a nice day in northern Nevada. Nice day in that we're getting a little rain right now. I like a little bit of the wet weather. It's all going to be good as we move further into spring and towards summer. A lot of things are on people's mind at this time of the year, changing the seasons. We just recently changed the clocks. Uh, we got new holidays coming up. School is going to be wrapping up before too long. On top of that, people are going to be thinking about maybe the biggest decision they've made in a long time. They're going to buy or sell a home. A lot of people might even be moving up now that values have gone up and attractive market. It's got good employment and good economic opportunity. Today, we're going to talk to two people. They're going to help confirm that notion or maybe steer me in a different direction. The experts are in town. Brian Cushion will be joining us. He's the sales manager at Guild Mortgage here in Northern Nevada. Also with us, Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International. We'll be back with them and a great discussion about classic novels and real estate. How does those go together? We'll let you know when we come back. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. Having a great time. You know, the best day of my week is Radio Day, Thursdays, because I get to talk with the experts in the industry that I love. There's always something going on in the real estate world. It's like going out for an ocean cruise. You know, the waves go up and down. You meet new people, great opportunities. Uh, some risks that you have to avoid or maybe navigate through. Well, today we have two experts with us that are going to help us do that when it comes to real estate. First of all, Brian Cushing, sales manager at Guild Mortgage. Welcome back to our show, Brian. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I'm glad you're back here. Uh, it seems like we learn more and more every day. I bet since the last time you came here, you've learned something new someplace. Oh, I'm sure of it. <laughs> in the real estate and mortgage world, it changes so fast. That's the best part. Yes, yes, yes. There's good things going on, real estate all across the country, but especially here in northern Nevada. One person that works with a lot of real estate investors is Sherry Hill from Sage International. Welcome to our show, Sherry. Thank you, Peter. Always fun to be here. It's fun to have you back here, too. Even though our radio shows run back-to-back, sometimes you and I have a tough time getting together because you're going into one studio, I'll come into another. Your guests are coming in this direction. We're going that way. But today is one of those fortunate days for us that you can join us. So I'm glad you're with us. Thank you. So real estate in 2019, uh, you know, a lot of people think that maybe investors, investment opportunities in real estate, they, they kind of have gone by the wayside because the market has grown so fast. What is your take on that? How's it going from your end? Well, it's going awesome because I'm working with a lot of folks that are coming out of California, doing a lot of 1031s, not necessarily investing here in Nevada. So worked with family. They bought six homes in Missouri oh, because yeah. that's where the family is and the grandkids, and that's where they're going to end up settling. So they took their California real estate and converted it into six income-producing homes in Missouri. And then they moved to Nevada. Did they move to Nevada? Yes, so they still they live here. All right, so they, they live here. So it's here. a future. Uh -huh. It's a future plan. Mm, very nice. Yeah. So maybe uh, it's uh, it's not just physically people are moving out of California, but uh, their the assets side too, right? Absolutely. It's got to be a big challenge here with all of the tax situations and the well, just the just the general populace there and what they expect from the state and from the government. It really has to come from taxes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And of course, they have a big population. But if the whole philosophy is take from the rich and give to the poor and all the rich are moving out, I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. I saw a great uh, photo in on social media recently, and it showed um, uh, five uh, old time Roman men pulling a sled and it was moving at a pretty good clip. And then the next picture, it showed one guy pulling the sled and four guys on the sled. 
and he wasn't having very much luck. And the caption was basically, you need more people pulling than you've got people riding in any situation when it comes to economy. Brian Cushing is with us from Guild Mortgage. Brian, you work with money all the time. You're in the lending world. So that pulling of that sled is kind of like money, uh, right? You need money to make that pull happen. And, and in order to get money, you've got to have things in order. You definitely have to have things in order. If you want to want to borrow, you've got to plan ahead. Yeah. Ten years ahead, one year ahead, three months ahead. Uh, I always find it interesting when people show up after seeing an open house and they want to buy it, but they hadn't put a plan together before that, that mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I like the, the, the planning is, a, is an important piece to, to the money game. What kind of things should people be planning? Yeah, well, I mean, I have a lot of first-time homebuyers that come in, and they, they come in wanting to that American dream, buy the first house. They're paying 1200 a month in rent because they've been in the same place for three, four, five years, and they've been lucky that the landlord hasn't raised the rent. And they realize that the guy across the street's renting for sixteen hundred a month at the same house, and so they're they're feeling that they're probably going to have an increase in their uh, their housing costs. So they're wanting to see if like maybe they can squeeze into buying an, a house for the same as their rent. And uh, prices in northern Nevada have gone up to where that's that's a challenge unless you have some planning done, like you have a down payment. Uh, you can get down payment assistance, but it's not free, and so you'll end up with a higher payment than maybe your rent. But what I like to show people is part of that's going to be your future planning is going to be your principal payments that go into your mortgage. And it's the interest. It's like the interest is like rent in my book. Uh, property taxes, home insurance, those are all things that are cost to owning the house. But the principal portion of your payment is like a savings account. And if you don't have a savings account planned now to put a down payment down you know, and you want to get into your first house, you know, plan ahead. See what the payment's going to look like when you do want to be an owner. And maybe even take on that payment today and start putting the difference between your $1,200 a month in rent and your $1,600 a month mortgage, if that's what your payment comes out to be, and put $400 in a savings account every month. You mean I can't use a credit card for my down payment? You sure can. <laughs> <laughs> that Darn would make it. it way easier, though. Of course, that's an expensive way to borrow money for a down payment. I think about 20%. Yeah. It's funny when uh, you know how to move money, uh, the moves is really what makes it happen, right? Because... A lot of people, I remember Brian and, Sh and Sherry, oh, it was back in 2004 and five when the, the market was hot in the previous time. And I remember talking to a family. These were not your typical, for the time, uh, prospective buyers. They weren't looking to flip. They weren't looking to make a, they just wanted to buy a house, right? They just wanted to find a, but from their perspective, they weren't going to be speculative. And they really needed some money to put down as a down payment. They knew that. They really didn't know how much they could afford. They really weren't sure if they were going to stay here that long. I found at that time, that family, like maybe a lot of families today, one of the things they really have to plan for is not so much the finances, but it's actually wanting a home. I mean, if you want a home just because you went to an open house today, you drove by and say, oh, let's buy a house. They're not really, they're not really in the process of knowing what it's like to want a home. If you really want a home, you talk to people, you talk to experts, you do research, you start saving money. I mean, you just, it's just part of the deal. You got to get into the groove. Uh, like they say, bad habits are an acquired taste. It takes time, you know, it just takes time. Bad habits, like good habits. You've got to get those good habits going and continue to roll so that you can be ready to buy a home. I'm talking with Sherry Hill from Sage International. She's the wealth protection diva, also the author of incorporate and get rich still a bestseller still a bestseller <laughs> written and, it seven times and it's i bet it's still true <laughs> it is incorporate and get rich i don't know a lot of rich people other than maybe a couple of lottery winners that didn't incorporate or didn't have some kind of investment action going before they really got rich sherry and you know brian did with you too this is a good thing to talk about most of the people that i look at across the country that are really successful financially real estate Somehow they've got real estate, they own buildings, they own houses, they own rentals. Look, at least they own their own home, right? People that don't own their home are essentially living month to month. When you're renting, are you not? You're kind of living month to month. That rent is, and you know what that is? It's very uncomfortable. I used to live month to month. When I was a bachelor, as a young man, I lived alone. I kind of wandered from one apartment to another. I'd live someplace for six months, and then I'd go somewhere else for six months. You really, you really don't have that confidence in your life because 
you are psychologically living month to month. You don't really know what next month is going to look like. When you're planning to buy a house, I mean, I, I remember how that felt too. Things start to line up like dominoes. They start to line up in an order because your goal is to get to that home ownership. So I suggest that that is the biggest thing about buying a home, thinking about it. Sherry Hill, if somebody wants to invest in real estate, that's kind of like the second level for some people. And when people want to do that, I mean, you talk with people from all different realms. What do you think is a good way to get started in real estate investing? What do you see that's an easier, easier way to get started than most? Well, some of it is, you know, I've seen a lot of young people parlay their first home into a second, right? So they move out and rent their old home and then go buy a new uh, primary residence. So that's one way that I see it a lot. Of course, I also, you know, use other people's money. People pool their funds and then they go buy a duplex or a triplex. And now, yes, you have to share the profits, but it gets you in the game. And however, same kind of thing we're talking about in planning to buy your first home, you also have to plan to be a real estate investor. And you know, one of the biggest things I see is when people don't do it correctly. Yeah, yeah probably, like you said, uh, when people are looking to move up to a bigger house, maybe a better neighborhood, what do you do with that house? I mean, the natural inclination, well, we sell it because we need that money for a down payment. I'm just thinking that maybe because appreciation has been so good in the last two, three, four years, if somebody bought a house two, three, four years ago, they might be in a good candidate, uh, position to move up because, I mean, is it possible, Brian, uh, appreciation go up to the point to where you can have some cash that you have for the down payment on the next house and maybe have a little house, a little to continue to roll on that house as an investment property? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it all comes down to, the, in lending, it's that leverage. It's the loan to value. It's mm -hmm. what the mortgage company wants to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And when you started out as a first-time home buyer in 2012, you could have gotten in for 3% down. Yeah. But that house in 2012 could have doubled by 2019. Oh, man. Um, I mean, So let's talk about, when we come back from this break, I want to talk about move-up buyers. I think move-up buyers have some of the best opportunities to become investors at the same time. This could be one of those opportunities in somebody's homeownership career that could be a big benefit. We'll talk about that and more after this break. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat-repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the SunTech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech solar screening. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. I'm having a great time talking with my in-studio guests and also helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. I also help people when they own real estate, like me. The hot weather will be here before you know it. And I want you to know just how cool my home was last summer, thanks to SunTech Solar Screening. Those people there are, at SunTech, they're just amazing because the company is amazing. My home is so much more comfortable than ever before. Up to 90% of the heat from the sun no longer comes through those, get this, 24 windows that I have in my living room. Who built this house, right? It's a glass house. It was so hot. Cooler and more comfortable. Thanks to SunTech Solar Screening, that's what I am. Right now, in the springtime, it's the very best time to call and get SunTech Solar Screens for your home. And that's before the summer rush. Because you know when it hits 100 degrees, the phone's going to ring be ringing like crazy. So call Daryl 
775-352-9396 for an estimate and ask him about no interest financing. SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396, solarscreensofreno.com. Tell him Peter sent you. Having a good time in the studio with Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva. Brian Cushing is here too. He's the sales manager and loan manager extraordinaire at Guild Mortgage. Thanks for being here, Brian. Yeah, thanks for having me again. When we were going into the break, I was talking about classic novels in real estate. What does that mean? Well, let me tell you. There, you know, all through the eons uh, from caveman days, men have been encouraged to buy homes for their women. And women have been encouraging men to buy homes as well. It's in our blood. It's in our instinct. And how do I know this? I read books. I read a classic novel recently for the second time. The novel Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte. Sherry Hill, are you familiar with that book? Yes, I am. You like that book? I like that book. Isn't that fun? You know? Uh, Brian Cushing, how about you? Is this on your list? Uh, it's, no, novels have not been on my list recently. <laughs> well, let me tell you. This one is one you might like. I want to tell you a little bit about this book. It was late in the winter of 1801 that a man named Lockwood rented a house called Thrush Cross Grange. It's isolated in the northern part, the moor part of England. He meets, he meets his landlord. His landlord name is Heathcliff. I love that name. Heathcliff is a wealthy man who lives in an ancient manor of Wuthering Heights. It's about four miles from the Grange. Now, in this wild, stormy countryside, Lockwood asks his housekeeper, Nellie, to tell him the story of Heathcliff and the strange things that happen at Wuthering Heights. Well, Nellie consents, and Lockwood writes down his recollections of, uh, writes down of her tales in his diary, and well, these re recent and written recollections are the main part of Wuthering Heights. I love it because it's cold, it's damp, it's windy, it's the moor area of northern England, and you can imagine what kind of a rough person it takes to live there. In fact, it takes a person that wants to live there. So, as I was mentioning earlier in the segment, you've got to want to own a house. And at some point, somebody wanted to own Wuthering Heights. I hope I can go up to northern England someday and see that very same area and see that place where Heathcliff enjoyed living in his own home of Wuthering Heights. So what's this whole thing about, right? It's about real estate and classic novels. The reason I love Wuthering Heights is because there's a line in this book, in this long story. This book, ladies and gentlemen, I have it right here. It is uh, 399 pages, 399 pages in Wuthering Heights. So we'll go to the page of that famous line about real estate in Wuthering Heights. And the page number is page one. And the paragraph is paragraph one. In fact, that famous line about real estate in Wuthering Heights is in the very first line of the book. And here it is. I have just returned from my visit to my landlord, a solitary neighbor that I shall be troubled with. <laughs> How's that? You want to be a renter? <laughs> it's troubling to be with a landlord. That's true. <laughs> Isn't that funny? This was uh, 1801, and they were already talking about property management issues. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, you're always better off if you own your own place, right? So that's what I'm getting to. Is renting can kind of be a hassle. And so when you're young and when you don't have a plan and you're kind of wandering from one apartment to another, it seems every six months, the way I did, um, you're not going to be a homeowner. And you're going to have to deal with things like that. Your landlord. <laughs> I love it. Sherry Hill from Sage International. Sherry, I know that you... You have a really busy time of season, every season, every single season. But as we get close to tax time, does it change for you? We're going coming up real close to the big tax day. Well, it changes because people have a lot of questions. And so the real rush, you know, I try and help people understand is when you should be chatting mm -hmm. with your tax professional is October. Not March. Oh, so I'm ahead of the game here. I've got, got about five months to go. Right. So whatever months. happened in 2018 <laughs> is, is over, over oh. and there's nothing we can do about it. And so it's really important that as you build your real estate empire or your business, 
that you have a tax professional who is an active tax planner. Big mm -hmm. difference from a historian mm -hmm. who just takes your information and fills it in on the forms and files it. It's my guy. And if you have someone who is really helping you understand what are the things that you can do now mm -hmm. before the end of the year yeah. to effectively reduce your taxes, you are so much farther ahead than those that bury their head in the sand and then wonder why they have to write a big check to Uncle Sam come March or mm -hmm. April. So I would imagine that um, there are people who maybe have small businesses or hobbies or stuff you know, when they have tax issues, they ask, maybe I should just create a company and I could write off some of the expenses. Uh, is that still the case? Can people still do that? Is that, is that Not, still a, well, a motivation? Well, you have to have intent for profit. So yeah. you can't just convert a hobby into a business unless it's a business that's going to produce income. And so there are a lot of fabulous examples where people have turned a hobby into a business when you think of craft brewers or, uh, you know, food you like honey, mm -hmm. or you like to make jam or bake cookies or things like that, where you can actually convert that into a real business. Mm -hmm. But you want to be structured in the right tax manner so that you reduce those taxes and you put more profit in your pocket. Yeah, and that uh, when it comes to real estate, people who buy real estate uh, as a sole proprietor or a small business as a sole proprietor, probably different tax benefits or issues than if you buy it as a company, as, as a business that is established. Corporate. So really more for me, it's not so much, you still get the depreciation and the write-offs, whether you own real estate in your personal name or you hold title in an LLC. Mm -hmm. The big difference, it's asset protection. Mm -hmm. So while the tax side isn't as prevalent for me as to why we use LLCs for real estate, it's the fact that if you have a tenant or you have an issue, or you have contract dispute on that piece of real estate, they're not stepping through to everything else you own. Got it. So that's a layer of protection. It's, a, it's a huge layer of protection. And I just, I can't even imagine if I'm a successful real estate investor mm -hmm. that I own all this real estate in my personal name. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I recall in the mortgage world when I was in it, Brian, People would come to me and they'd want to buy investment property in the name of an LLC or in the name of a corporation. Does that come up in your world still? Is that an it issue? It comes up. And how, do, and how does that typically go? Well, let's see. Uh, a corporation can build its own like history over time. And you get an EIN number so you can establish credit in some ways, but it takes some time to do that. And if you're 25 years old and you started credit when you were 18, you've got seven years of history. Uh, but if you just started an LLC last year, uh, you're not going to really have, the business isn't going to have any credit. So from my perspective on the mortgage side, you don't have any history to base it on. So mm -hmm. the history we use is typically your personal credit, right? Uh, which includes your personal name, which mm -hmm. would typically mean that you're acquiring the property in your personal name, even though I see some folks use a trust. It's mm -hmm. been, and I don't understand exactly the ins and outs of the, the pros and cons of either one. But that's what I would say as far as uh, purchasing real estate, um, if you ask for a general mortgage, you're going to get it in your personal name with personal credit. Okay. So, Sherry, if somebody has a, uh, a piece of real estate as investment property, and they've owned it for years, and they're, you know, they've got tenants in the property, they've been collecting rents, but it's always in their personal name, and they decide that they want – this individual, this owner might decide that they do want to convert into a, a, an LLC or a corporation – do they have to wait to the end of the year? Can they do it right no, away? No, do it any time. How does that And work? realistically, we're not, we're just changing how you hold title. So the difference is if I'm a husband and wife and I own the property, when I form the LLC, I have to be husband and wife. So I'm not changing or diminishing the ownership level. And that, of course, does not affect due on sale or insurance or anything. It's if all of a sudden I decide to bring my kid in and put him in the LLC, then I've changed title, then I have issues with the lender. And so, you know. It's, it's almost uh, streamlined almost, right? It's very streamlined. Oh, very good. And uh, well, I'm encouraging people to call you and let, you and let you know about their situation. Hopefully you can help them get their real estate holdings structured. I remember earlier in the show, you were talking about, or just prior to the show, we were talking about lines of credit 
and real All estate. All those seconds uh, that are so still th- hanging out there. What's going on with right? that? <laughs> so people got seconds when they were, you know, when the market was going cuckoo in the early 2000s. And um, I would imagine some people are still whittling those down. And the interest rates were probably substantially different then. I would imagine, Brian, that might be a reason people do refinances sometimes so they can package everything in. Is that one of the reasons they go that route? Absolutely. I mean, if we're talking about seconds from 2006, um, 15 years later, if you haven't been able to work it out, uh, you luckily there's you should be an above waterline mm-hmm. as far as your your equity because uh, somebody that bought a house with the first and second in 2005, for instance, um, a lot of those seconds, I remember putting those together back then, were set up as like a 30-year loan amortization, but you were due had to pay it off in 15 years. Oh, yeah, it's like a 30-year right. amortization, but due in 180 payments. And that'd be coming up pretty quick in yeah. 2019. If it, yeah. you know, Look at 2020, if it was a 2005 purchase. So uh, I, I know there's probably a lot of those hanging out there. Uh, some of those loans didn't work out so well, which uh, has made the banks pretty gun-shy on replicating that type of financing. Uh, but then, you know, since then, folks have bought homes since 2009, 2011, when the things kind of bottomed out. And values have gone up a lot. So I've seen folks take out seconds since then right. that are more on a line of credit basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a line of credit, the difference would than a fixed rate loan with amortization, a line of credit's variable. So when you hear the Federal Reserve raising the rates, that typically hits the prime interest rate goes up, which is covering interest rates on credit cards, and it can cover your line of credit. So a line of credit that had a 4% rate three years ago could be at a 7% rate now. Federal Reserve changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're uh, you're vulnerable there to the, to the essentially the rates is a on a day to day by adjustable day rate mortgage. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm encouraging people to reconsider their second mortgages, their lines of credit. If you have questions, we're going to put all of your contact information, Brian, on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Make it easy for people to find you. Sherry Hill, same with you. Your information is there as well. I know you have another radio show coming up that you've got to get ready for. In fact, it airs right after Nevada Real Estate Radio. Kim O'Reilly is your guest. She's got a big deal coming up this weekend, right? Book signing? Yes, she does. Book signing. And she is just uh, someone I met many years ago, and she was on my show a long time ago. The topic then was bullying in schools, and now she's uh, got a new book out. And so I'm very excited for her. All right. That's coming up right after our show, the Sherry Hill Radio Show. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Brian Cushing from Guild Mortgage. See you. We'll be back after this. Is it possible to prepare for the careers of tomorrow today? The answer is yes. Reno Technology Academy offers hands-on training in state-of-the-art tech labs. Earn certificates in computer and network technology, IoT, cybersecurity, software engineering, web development, fiber optics, and communication cabling. Movers, shakers, makers, and inventors are turning their technology passion into high-paying careers. Reno Technology Academy, 849-4983. RenoTechnology.academy. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio, and I'm enjoying visiting with our in-studio guests. They pop in, they pop out. Everybody's so busy in the real estate world. Uh, Realtors are probably some of the hardest people, uh, working people that I know, because like mortgage lenders, you don't work 9 to 5. That's when you have your appointments, but when people really need you, it seems like it's before 9 in the morning, after 5 in the evening, weekends. That's when people like to go out and look at houses and make sure that they like the neighborhoods, and that's when they need to talk to their lenders too. So I value the work that the mortgage lending and real estate world 
have to put up with in order to make great things happen for their customers and clients. One of the, my favorite realtors is Dan Ryder from Nevada Home Connections. Dan is the broker owner, and he has got a fantastic thing going in the sense that he's helping people make great decisions to move by showing them the different areas of northern Nevada without actually having to get in a car and buy gas and spend the time. You can do it from your own home. Dan has put together a great series of tours of the Truckee Meadows, and you're absolutely going to love being able to get those tours and see without having to spend the time and effort to get there. Then you'll know if the area is right. And then, of course, Dan Ryder, what a great guy he, in the sense that he's a lifelong resident. He knows the area, and he can help you make that great decision that really could be the biggest decision of your life. Find out more about Dan Ryder by visiting his website, relocatingtoreno.com. One more time, relocatingtoreno.com. Because so many people are moving into Reno, they want to know what it's like. And these tours are going to help you get a great idea of the different neighborhoods. You can reach Dan, too, by visiting him on his website, dan at nvhomeconnections.com, or call 742-3376 and tell him Peter sent you. With me in the studio, Brian Cushing. Brian is the Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. And Brian, you have got a great location. I love where your office is, just off of McCarran, South McCarran, on Lakeside Boulevard. That's right where my favorite coffee shop is. Yeah, I've, I've got it all. I've got the restaurants right in the parking lot. Yeah, you got restaurants. You got a gym on one side there. Yeah. Uh, you have a coffee shop. You got a restaurant. I mean, it's I a mean, hot corner. It's a real hot corner. <laughs> and uh, and doing good work there. Guild Mortgage, uh, tell us about the company. Been around for a while. Uh, it's been around a long time, since uh, 1960. So, yeah, it's a long standing company and uh, privately held. Mm -hmm. And, uh, all about the people. I, I, I enjoy all the people I work with, and this yeah. is on a national level. Yeah. I always like recommending a mortgage company as opposed to a, you know, industrial bank or a national bank, Brian, because so many times the banks are focused on the drive through window or selling uh, savings accounts or checking accounts. And, you know, when it comes time for a mortgage, you need full focus. That's all you guys do. That's 100% all we do. 100%. And I love that. And Guild Mortgage has a great reputation, not only locally, but all across the country. You guys are, I think, now in pretty much all the states of the U.S. We're licensed, and I think, in every state. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're we're growing uh, slowly and strategically mm -hmm. to make sure that we have good people in good uh, good markets mm -hmm. and then, you know, start in a, in a place and, and grow it. So mm -hmm. we were able to grow in the northern Nevada market and southern Nevada markets. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. We just, uh, you know, find good places for for real estate, and obviously Northern Nevada is a great spot for that. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I hear a lot because I listen to the radio because of our media business, and we watch TV, and, you know, you're, I'm starting to hear a lot of things about being able to get a mortgage strictly digitally, strictly uh, on the Internet. You don't know the person that you're dealing with. Uh, you just punch some buttons. And, you know, I just want to reinforce to our listeners, Brian, that I personally, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way, not real comfortable giving out so much of my sensitive information, important information, to somebody that I don't even know uh, and have confidence in. It's hard to do that when you're dealing strictly on the internet. I, I know the, the young generation and loves the digital age, but boy, when it comes to making a big commitment, signing on the dotted line, and let's face it, it is a 30-year mortgage, right? Or 15-year mortgage, whatever long, it is. It's a long-term commitment. Yeah, it's a long-term commitment. I know people can sell homes. When you have a mortgage, you can refine all that stuff. But still, at that moment, you're making a commitment to make that payment long-term. Uh, it's something you have to think long and hard about. Well, when you submit your offer, you're committing to the person you're buying it from that you're going to close and you're going to close on a set day. And yeah. That's pretty important, too. And uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I know where you're going because if you've never met the person on the other end of the line that's uh, going to be responsible to make sure your loan closes on the day that you promised it would, yeah. and other people have moved out of the house and moved on with their life and, yeah. in conjunction with what you're, you're taking part of as your home purchase, yeah. your lender's uh, a partner with you in that transaction. Right. And as much as we might sometimes feel like the person at the other end of the line, of the phone line, right, that we're talking to is going to take care of us, um, there are times, you know, when it really takes that face-to-face -face interaction. I, when, I'm, when it's big, big, a big deal like money or a car, in my case, I wouldn't buy a car on the internet. I want to go see who's selling it, know the guy, know the car, look at it. Um, 
in those cases, I've got to get face to face with 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 people. Not everybody is like me, but I still think that most people, when it's that big of a deal, they want to know who they're dealing with. Uh, as an example, if you make the wrong decision choice on a mortgage type, and you're suddenly finding that you are uh, you can't sell the home or you can't refi it the way that you wanted, and you hold that person that helped you with that mortgage accountable. Well, that person is in another part of the country. Never met him, never saw him. In fact, they may just move on. If I'm dealing with somebody locally that I've known for years, that I know is with a company that I respect, I could run into them at the post office, the grocery store. Costco, Maybe. all the time. Sometimes I pull up at the street light, and I look to my right, and there's some guy waving at me. Hey, Peter, I want to talk to you about that deal we've been working on. Okay, you know, uh, you have to, you know, you have to produce when you got that kind of uh, a possible interaction with your clients, right? You've always got to be on your toes. You've got to produce, and you've got uh, to protect your reputation. Well, yeah, there's a there's a lot of other people involved. I mean, there's the real estate agents on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I meet a lot of folks. I mean, the, a lot of times the real estate agent was the the reason that I was introduced to a client. So mm-hmm. I'm working for that relationship, my yeah. new relationship with the with the home buyer or mm-hmm. the home borrower. Uh, along with the relationship with the real estate agent that helps that borrower and the buyer. Mm-hmm. And then the folks on the other side that accepted the offer, they had a real estate representative review that offer, review that the buyer was pre-approved. Who yep. were they pre-approved with? It all makes a difference. Oh, it's huge. I have been in instances where uh, a seller and a seller's agent have determined which offer they're going to accept based upon what kind of pre-approval the individuals that are looking to buy the home have on their pre-approval. And I, I'm telling you, I've seen deals where somebody is pre-qualified, let's say not even pre-approved, but pre-qualified by a digital company, and then somebody else comes in and they're pre-approved by Guild Mortgage or another local company that is known and trusted. And that selling agent is going to counsel their seller about which deal to take. So is it really 100% legal? Is it really 100% ethical? Does it happen? Yes. The fact is, it happens. And, and, and real estate transactions, they're more people-oriented than product-oriented. They're really, it's about the people that are involved in the transaction. If you've got an, an, an internet lender that's a voice only, and do you think he's going to have the ability to help you close the deal on the house you want here in Reno – uh, or would it be somebody that is local that knows the realtors, all the realtors involved? What's well, an obvious answer, right? It's the local connection. So, Brian, I, I, I commend you for what you do, and I know how valuable having a local lender is. It can put you in a whole better position, uh, in a position where you can succeed as opposed to just being one of whoever, right, that has a digital electronic pre-approval. Oh, a piece of paper is not really worth a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever have uh, a seller's or a seller's agent uh, call you and ask them um, ask oh. you information about their pre-approval that they've just seen? All the time. Yeah, I get them Monday morning. I always have to keep an eye out for calls coming in. That it's just uh, hey, want to make sure that this is a solid pre-approval. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. just want to know like, have you met with the person that's made the offer? Right. Sure. Right. Sure, I have. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of paperwork from them. We've asked them a lot of questions, and uh-huh. we're ready to close. Right. Uh, and I usually try to inquire about what timeline the seller needs in order mm. to get out of the house. And, yeah. You know, hopefully they're going to be packing their bags and moving on to the next piece of real estate. We want to make sure that everybody's uh, line in the daisy chain uh, doesn't kink anybody else. You know, the experience of a lender, I, I know, is another critical factor, Brian, because I remember as a lender when I was a lender uh, a million years ago, realtors would call me and they'd want to know about me. Because they had experiences where they have a pre-approval from the lender, but during the lending process, the lender fell apart, right? The deal fell apart. Uh, they weren't as pre-approved as they should have been, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. The real estate community wants to know that whatever lender is involved in the transaction really, really knows what they're doing. And let's face it. Some lenders are in their first year of business. And if it's a complicated deal, let's say it has – well and septic, let's say it's a rural property, let's say there's wrong. I mean, there's just so many things, right? It's not a cookie-cutter product. Uh, if you have a home that has these variances, you need somebody that has experience. It can make all the difference between closing and being very unhappy because your deal didn't go. Yeah, not only maybe losing some money. 
Maybe losing money, yeah, because time and effort and deposits and appraisals and inspectors. I mean, you name it, it's critical. Always deal with a licensed mortgage professional, and I recommend a local mortgage professional, somebody you know, like, and trust, somebody that you can actually see face-to-face when you need them. And I guarantee you, your realtors, either your buyer or a seller, they're going to want to have that same kind of assurance. Brian, I'm glad you're with us. I have more conversation with you, and I want to talk about the latest stats that we saw from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors after this message. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Your Nevada real estate questions with answers from Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Peter Padilla here with you. We're in our 14th year of weekly broadcasts here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Talk to a lot of people, helped a lot of people make great decisions. I know I help people avoid bad decisions, too, because there are times in the real estate world where it's really easy to buy real estate. Maybe the prices are down and interest rates are down and there's plenty of money in the pockets. Other times it gets tough. I mean, you really got to know who you're dealing with and who you're talking to. So listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio, sending us your questions and comments has been a great help for us and for all of our listeners over the years. If you have questions for us, call 775-786-5515. After the show, we'd be happy to visit with you or send an email to me, peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. One of the things I'm doing this spring, too, after that long, hard winter, is I'm cleaning my carpets. So I'm calling my friend Jack Whiteley at CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. Now, I love CJ's because they are pet stain specialists. They know that most people have pets nowadays. They have pets, too, at Jack's house. In fact, he's got a big pet called Bear. And Bear, trust me, he looks like a bear. He's about the size of a bear, but he's as gentle as a lamb. I love that dog. But... Bear needs to be cleaned up after too. So CJ's, they can take care of it at home and they can take care of it at your home too. Residential and commercial, tile, grout, carpet, upholstery, they do it all. Call CJ's Recommended Carpet Care, 829-1551 or visit the website, cjscarpetcare.com. Tell them Peter sent you. I'm talking with Brian Cushing. Brian is a senior loan officer and sales manager Guild Mortgage. I'm glad you're with us today, Brian. Uh, I was talking with you during the break about some of the things that we talked about in the earlier part of the show. Uh, I'm not sure everybody really understands all of the terms, you know, that we talk about. And and I I think it's a good idea to give people a refresher course. So when Sherry was here, we were talking about buying a real estate property and investing and in refinancing, maybe. Uh, It's all based on a number of factors, right? Whether the timing is good for you. If the interest rates are higher than they were when you originally had the loan, you're not going to save any money. But if your home is worth a whole lot more and you need cash, that may be a factor that even outweighs that fact, right? Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about value when it comes to homes because a lot of people have been talking about the appreciation, right? And you're in the lending business. So I hear this term. I know what it means, but let's share it with our listeners. The term is loan-to-value ratio, so they compare two things. So explain how that works. Yeah, well, let's see. So we'll start with if you're buying a house. So mm-hmm. if you're buying a house, um, when you ask for the lender to give you a loan, they're going to appraise the house. Okay. Uh, so you contract on a house for 350000 
we would like the appraiser to tell us and confirm that the house is worth three hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, they might tell us it's worth three hundred sixty thousand, which is just a bonus to the home buyer. The appraisal is given to the buyer, mm-hmm. and we just sit on it. But our loan to value is based on the purchase price because even though the appraiser thinks it's worth three sixty, mm-hmm. if you're getting it at a value of three fifty, it's only worth three fifty in our transaction. All right. So we look at that value, $350,000, and let's say that uh, he's a veteran, the buyer, and he can get 100% financing, right? Absolutely. So what is the loan to value there? 100%. 100%. Let's say that we have an FHA buyer, and they've got to come up with a little bit of down payment, right? 3.5% down. So our loan to value on that transaction, all things being equal? 96.5%. 96.5%. Okay. I think I'm getting it. Yeah. So somebody puts 20% down on the purchase of their home. Their loan to value is 80%. There you go. Yes, sir. That's a good trigger, isn't it? That number, 80%. That's uh, that's a savings trigger. Yeah. So tell us how that works. When you're able to have 20% down on a property, uh, what happens? Well, you restrict the requirement for uh, private mortgage insurance, PMI. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so there's no, no PMI or no additional insurance uh, insuring the lender against mm-hmm. your uh, repaying the loan because you've got some skin in the game. You've got 20% down. All right. All right. So, uh, so you have it's kind of like the same as equity, right? You have actual cash yeah, value st- in that house. You start out with 20% equity, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you praised for 360, I guess technically you came in with a little bit more equity, mm-hmm. but then you're only going to realize that equity when you sell it. And when you talk about PMI, private mortgage insurance, uh, that's just like a little extra policy that the lender has uh, because if you come in with less than 20% skin in the game, uh, let's face it, uh, it's more likely – people are more likely to default on a loan if they have 1% invested into it than they are 20% invested into I it, right? I agree 100%, yes. So the more money you have invested in of your own into the transaction, the less percentage of the value you're looking to borrow – the more comfortable the lender is. Absolutely. You sleep better at night knowing that your clients put 20% down if that's the case that they do? Well, it's not my money I'm lending, so mm. I'm lending the company's money, so yeah. I sleep great at night um, <laughs> because I give everybody their options and let them choose. Yeah, so, yeah but, because uh, interest rates are pretty low right now. I mean, we don't need to talk about the exact number, but I'm not a lender. I can say things like this, right? I know that they're still near their all-time lows compared to when I bought my house as a young man or even 10 or 15 years ago. Interest rates are really looking good right now, which means that you can – if you're a reasonable investor, you probably make that much or more elsewhere. So why would you tie up so much of your assets, right? 20 percent of $300,000 is $60,000. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So if you have the option of putting 20% down or 5% down or 10% down, I can see why some people would say, you know what, I'll put the less lower amount of money down. I'll go ahead and pay the mortgage insurance because that big chunk of money, I can use it to do something else. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe even buy another investment property. Maybe. And some people might not have the 20% down to start with. They might not have it, right. So it's good that you have those options. Totally. First-time home buyers are they're really the – uh, well, I think they're they're the lifeblood of the real estate market because you've got to have a start someplace, right? If you if if suddenly one day we woke up and there were no more first time home buyers, it's on our, it's it's on on the way to ending, right? Well, it's going to make it hard for the person that was a first time home buyer four years ago that wants to sell their house right. and buy another one, exactly, because that first time home buyer home that they bought four years ago would probably be the best. You know, a good option for a yeah. new first-time home buyer trying to break into the market. Yeah. And then the one that's selling the house from four years ago, they're trying to buy up a little bit. Right, right. So, it's, yeah, so it all kind of works together. The good news is I think it's like I mentioned earlier in the show. I think it's in our genes that we want to have a home of our own, our own domicile. If we're married, we want our spouse to be happy. We want to do something. And, and home ownership, I mean, like we were talking in classic novels, it's been there forever. It's a very important part of our life and what we do. Big deal, for sure. Brian, as we move into the warmer months and the spring, obviously, you know, as the, uh, as the weather warms up, so does typically the job market, construction market. As school is starting to wind up for the year, people are starting to think, well, maybe this is a good time to move. Now that we're uh, out of school for the kids, we can gradually get them into their new neighborhood. It's going to be pretty active here real soon. What do you think people should be doing right now in anticipation 
of a hot real estate market if they have any interest in buying a home. Well, planning ahead, I mean, thinking ahead, if you think that's in your near future, um, I know there's a lot of apps that people look and they, they can tell if they have a good credit score. Well, it's not just a good credit score that gets you a loan. It gets the, the overall financial picture. Uh, we'll ask a lot of times for copies of people's tax returns. And mm-hmm. If you haven't filed your tax return until April 15th, oh, yeah. uh, or if you wait till October, which a lot of folks will do that, yeah. that's, um, that's, not, that's poor planning uh, on your taxes, but that's going to impact your ability to finance a home as well. Yeah, that's a great point because we are in the tax season. I remember when I was working in that industry, the people that did decided to extend their taxes, it can create a little bit of a delay because they've got to get something together. Well, if I need two years tax returns and you don't have your most recent year, which would have been 2018, then I'm kind of stuck going backwards a little bit farther to 2016 and 2017, Yeah, which, you know, I mean, two or three years ago, tax information is not really giving us a clear picture of what you've got going on today or most exactly. recent. And, and, you know, it's especially challenging if you're making more money today than you were and you want to get pre-qualified, you want to get approved, uh, and yet you can't prove it because your taxes aren't done. It's like Jerry so, Maguire says, show me the money. you got to see the money. you got to see the money. So these are good things to think about as you're moving forward to purchase real estate. I always recommend that you get started with a mortgage lender so that you can – you know, get the basics information and get going and, and not set yourself up for disappointment. I, I found that so many people decide they're going to buy a house. They found the house. They want the house. But they haven't started on getting pre-approved. And the real estate, more uh, it moves really fast nowadays because there's a, there's, a, there's a limited supply of homes compared to all of the buyers. You've got to get started today. So I'm encouraging you to call Brian Cushing. At Guild Mortgage, Brian, give us your contact information. Yeah, well, so you can check out my website at homeloansreno.com, and that's plural, homeloansreno.com, mm-hmm. uh, or give us a call at 453-0345. 453-0345. All of that information is on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. I want to thank you for being here today, Brian. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, this is always great. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. Nevada Real Estate Radio airs every week, Thursdays. 3 p.m. right here on the Lotus Radio Broadcast Station, 1180 AM radio. And we're encouraging you to tell your friends and family that we're on again next week. Same time, same station. Have them join you, and then they can make great decisions when it comes time to buy and sell real estate, too. Until then, we wish you have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.